Welcome to Your Happy Place podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Ross. I am an entrepreneur and a real estate investor. Each week, we will be bringing you interviews about real estate investing, property management, and sharing inspiring stories. Are you ready? Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I'm so pleased to have Kathy Downey from Alderney Appraisals here with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So how did you get started into doing appraisals? It started after I had my first son, I finished my business degree and then just brainstormed about what I could possibly do in terms of careers. Uh, And so I didn't really know anything about the appraisal industry and I looked into it and decided to do long distance education through UBC while I raised my kids at home and did all the education side and then jumped in when my daughter was five. My youngest daughter was five and a half. It just it kind of found me, to be honest with you. And then when I started, I absolutely loved it. Awesome. That's great. And I've I've heard from you before that you sort of have a different approach when you go to a client's home to do the appraisal. Can you share that a little bit with us? Sure. So I feel like when I go to somebody's home, that's their comfort zone. That's where they feel safe. And so I know sometimes having a stranger come in their home can be sometimes scary, intimidating. So When I go into um, anyone's home, I connect with them on a level that applies to them. So what I mean by that, if they have a pet, I love pets. And so I ask about their dog. And if there's something nice in the home, I always find something nice in every home and compliment uh, the homeowner. Just I want to make them feel comfortable. And so that's the sort of service that I provide. And if they have pets, I absolutely love it. (laughs) I let their dogs follow me around the whole house and I pet their cats. So I just really enjoy it. I find people seem to be more relaxed and I I just thoroughly enjoy it. That's really special uh, that I've never heard that from a home appraiser before or experienced that. (laughs) Um, And I love that personal touch. And, you know, it's so true. Everybody's home has wonderful things about it that are special to them. So that's so nice. And that must break the ice for sure. You know what? It it does. And I can always kind of tell someone's energy if maybe they're a little on edge or, you know, if, if they're not a chatty person, which is fine. Um, I don't, I don't mind. I, I'll just be quiet going through their home, but I, I do, I can honestly see, uh, their energy. And, you know, for the most part, yeah, I I find it does. It makes them very comfortable and then end up chatting with me and, you know, they, uh, it's nice. I got compliments here and there that they say that, you know, that they weren't expecting, you know, me type of thing. Right. So it's nice. I like it. (laughs) That's wonderful. And I, I would imagine that makes your job, um, just a lot more fun and enjoyable too. It does. I love that aspect of my job. I really do. It's a nice balance. And I I enjoy that part of it for sure. It's nice. (laughs) That's wonderful. Can you walk us through what goes into an appraisal? Sure. So when we get the request for an appraisal, I reach out to the homeowner. And the reason why I need to do that is because for most appraisals, 
we have to go to the person's home. So I'll call the homeowner and figure out a date and time that works for them that I can come to their home. And once I get to the home, I'm basically looking at general construction. So I have to do a walkthrough, take some pictures. I'm looking at finishes, types of countertops, how many bedrooms, bathrooms, if there's a basement. And then I do have some outside work that I have to do. So I measure off the foundation to see how large uh, square footage in terms of living space. And then any sheds, garages, landscaping, pools, um, just anything outside that's on the property, uh, I also take into consideration. Once I have all of that information, I then go back to my office and then I do a report, uh, which involves, did you want to know what goes into the report as well? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. So in the report, uh, we do a neighborhood description. We do what's called the direct comparison approach. And we do a cost approach. Uh, There's also what's called the income approach, but that doesn't really apply to single family dwellings. And so we put pictures in the report. And then uh, did you want me to talk about the direct comparison approach as well? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, So the main component of uh, residential appraisal is usually the direct comparison approach. So that's where we look at recent sales in the neighborhood uh, where the home is located and compare the, I call it the subject, the person's home that I'm appraising. I compare their home to other homes in the neighborhood that are comparable. And then what we do is an adjustment process. So we factor in lots of items. So we'll factor in land size, house size, condition, finishes, uh, anything outside, basement, not basement, garages. So we factor all of those. So there's some mathematical calculations that go into the direct comparison approach to help us uh, drive a, a, a value essentially at the end. Oh, wow. So does the home appraisal come more from the comparables? It does. Unless it's new construction, new construction is a little bit different. We would probably place equal, sometimes equal weight um, on the cost approach and the in the direct comparison sometimes. Uh, but for the most part, that is we that's how we'd come up with our value is because essentially it's market value. So if anybody's home goes on the market, what is it going to sell for? And so comparing it to recent sales is a really good indication. Factoring in, of course, all of the items that I mentioned gives you a really good idea of what your home is worth. That's so interesting. And how how many months can you go back to get your comparables? So that usually is based on the lender. So the every lender has different requirements. And so I typically go, but it all depends on the property, but what first comes into play is who's the lender and what are their requirements? Some of them, they say you can only go back three months. Some of them say you can go back six months, depending on if it's in the city or in a rural area. That's in a perfect world, but sometimes you might have a really unique property that you might have to go back a year and sometimes two years. And so we do our best to pick the most recent because that's just a much better indicator. It's a little bit more accurate. So that's ideally what we try to do, but sometimes that doesn't always work out. But 
I hope that answers your question. But so I guess just to kind of reiterate that again, it's we try to get the most recent. So if something sold yesterday, I'm going to use what sold yesterday. Sure. Uh, we also have to consider what uh, the bank or the lender's requirements are. And then based on the property, we do our best, uh, depending on the location and property type, uh, that we try to find the most recent. And if that has to be six months ago, then that's what we have to use if that's the only comparable that we have. Perfect. No, that that explains that really nicely. (laughs) And I was wondering too, like just thinking about the roller coaster that we went through last year in real estate, how do you think that's going to affect comparables? Is that going to make a mess of it? It does make it tricky. I'll be honest. I'll give you an example. I did an appraisal in the Coal Harbor area and I I think I did it back in October. I had really good comparables that sold in August and September. And I was made aware that they actually had an appraisal done in May. They were expecting the same value. I had new comparables that were lower than what sold in May. And so I actually came in at a lower value. So it does make it tricky because when there was a low supply of homes, the housing prices were higher. And mm-hmm. that trickled right up until almost the end of May in some markets. And yeah. then I noticed they started to decline. So right. if I have recent sales, it's it's not as hard. <laughs> but if I don't have any recent sales and I'm going back to a point where people were paying sometimes 100000 over asking, it does make it really tricky because... I'm seeing prices not um, as high as they were in that time frame. Exactly. That would be super challenging for people. (laughs) There's not much you can do about that, though. It is what it is. You know, you've got to go with the comparables. That's right. And if they're really good comparables and they're recent, that's, I mean, that's a really good indicator of what's happening right now. So tell me, let's say I'm a property investor and I want to buy this property and but I want my home to appraise really well and I have $50,000 to spend in the house what would you recommend um, that we would focus on to increase the appraisal value okay sure the biggest thing are the kitchen and bathrooms they those are the two biggest things that when updated, I noticed a substantial value increase. And I guess just from an aesthetics point of view, you know, other things are, are, I guess, minor in comparison to that. But when people walk in and they see updated kitchens and bathrooms, it's it's a huge impact. So that would be my suggestion to investors, definitely. If you have the money, that's that's where I would put it. That's where you'd put it. Yes. Absolutely. Perfect. That's a great answer. And I'm I'm not totally surprised because that's <laughs> what tends to sell homes. That's what seems to wow the buyers. You know, even as an investor, if if the kitchen and the bathrooms are updated, then they're thinking perhaps, you know, it's they it's almost like rental ready, less work that they have to do, just a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely makes it more appealing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a couple items on my list that I'm curious about, but when you're considering an upgrade to a roof, for instance, and you're looking at asphalt shingles versus a metal roof, does that make a difference on the appraisal? It somewhat does because metal lasts longer. So in terms of quality, that would be considered better quality. So in our direct comparison, there is an area for condition. And Mm -hmm. so I do consider that superior to that of shingles because just for the fact that it lasts longer. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, And what about having, if you happen to have a pool or a hot tub, what Mm. would that do? Depending on how the hot tub is installed, meaning is it, can you remove it? That's, that's what I'm getting at. If you can remove the hot tub, there's very little value, but say you have this beautiful backyard and it's built into decking and really the, the person who's selling it can't really take it with them, then that would be a value. Pools, it really comes down to in-ground and above ground. If you have an in-ground pool with a really nice concrete or stamped concrete apron around it, and it's those are definitely worth, uh, they have value in that. Now, above-ground pools, I depending again on is there decking around, how old is it, how big is it, um, those sort of things, they don't uh, have nearly as much value as an in-ground pool. So, right. but, but it does, um, it does, it does add value. I'd say more so with in-ground pools for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it makes sense with the hot tub as well. Amazing. So I have uh, a personal question for you that I always like to end the podcast with. <laughs> that is, where is your happy place? Ooh, where is my happy place? Currently, my happy place is, don't get me wrong, I have three children and I love them dearly, but I usually take power walks and I listen to my music and I try to do that three times a day. So Mm -hmm. lately that has been my happy place because I go out and I get fresh air and I listen to some really good music and that really makes me happy. So I would say that's my happy place. And I actually start to do jujitsu with my middle child. And that's a lot of fun. So yeah, it tires me out. And it's rolling is a lot of fun. It's this term in jujitsu where you are basically trying to get a submission on the other person. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So those I would say that would be my happy place for right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're such a happy person. <laughs> so, I, so the walking with the music and, and this time of year, it would really um, keep you energized and, and in a positive mindset. And you, and with three children, you get to think. <laughs> I do. Well, I actually do it first thing in the morning before my kids get up. I get up at five and I go out the door for six and I plan my whole day during my walk. That's lunches, suppers, what I'm doing for my job. And then I do, you know, a positive mindset in terms of what I'm grateful for. And I just, by the time I get home, I'm super energized. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing, Kathy. I love that so much. And so can you share with us where our listeners can go to connect with you and learn more? Sure. So there is the Alderney Real Estate website. However, I'm not on there, (laughs) but that would be my workplace if you ever wanted to call and get my office number. You can also connect uh, via my cell phone and my email. So I I can give those out. Yeah, sure. Why don't you, why don't you share your email? Okay. So it's Kathy Wedge, all one word, K-A-T-H-Y-W-E-D-G-E at hotmail.com. And that would be a really great way to get a hold of me. And I'm also available on my cell phone. And you can also reach me through, it's called um, Nova Scotia Real Estate Real Estate Association. And if it's N-S-R-E-A-A. And if you go onto there, there's you can search an appraiser and then put my name in and you can also get my information that way. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kathy. And th- thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. It was really enjoyable. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Your Happy Place podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, stay cozy and kind. Thank you.